0: You haven't made a movie in eleven years, and yet there's always rumors that you will direct one. If you did, what film would that be? Geez, I don't know. I don't know. I thought a lot about that. You know, there's a little package we're trying to put together now. It's a remake of the greatest story ever told. You know, we're going to put that sucker together. That's a big, big number. Do you have any? Do you have any ideas? What kind of effects are in that thing? That's a huge number. Well, of course we got. Uh, got a number of people who've been considering for the lead for the part of jesus let me make a guess go ahead max von cito no, repeating no. his role no no we got we got another guy in mind that we think would be real good gil gerard do you know gil 25th century buck yeah. rogers yeah yeah he's terrific i think he'd be great as the lord he's and as mary now that's more of a i don't know i, I I promised Phyllis Diller that if I ever did a serious movie, that I'd give her a good part. You know, I might, since she's got her looks back, she's tempting for that role. But I might, I might give her one of the older chorus girls. i give her that role instead. Have you never been tempted to direct yourself? You being such a cinema buff. Yeah, well, that's what I'm going to do with this greatest story ever told. You know, I'm going to play Tiberius, and then also direct the movie. It's a smaller role. Normally, I'd play the lead, but I just don't think I'm right for the lead in this. Gil's perfect for it, you know, he's a marvelous boy He's got, he has that look of innocence and at the same time kind of a pathos That I think is, uh, and he's good looking too I don't think he can have, uh, I don't think he can have the Lord played as an ugly guy I don't think people would buy it You were quoted as saying that only Jack Clubman could play Joseph Do you still agree? Yeah, Jack's got the role, no question, he's marvelous He has the anger that I think Joseph would have Good casting, Mr. Hope yeah so far it's worked out really well. We're we're all happy, you know. Italy, okay. and he liked the model, but he always let a picture me flying overseas, and it's just it's a bees. and a pick from the back just to give him my teas. I keep a man in Texas, that's where the best be is down south, Daddy, and he cool, never stress yeah. me. West Coast thing, I'm in love with his slang. Who I love a thug, Ooh. keep it hood cool, bang. I got a man, but I'm fucking around. Cause I'm young and I can't be tight down. He got a girl, she got nothing on me. but we young, so we both do the same. thing.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Night Fly with me, Dave Dreskow, my best friend, Megan V Stallion. Hey, there's footage me and her fucking around, <laughs> dancing, hanging around, having a good time. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Night Fly. Who knows? Somewhere in the 300 numbers, 304, 305. I don't know. We've done a lot of podcasts. Recording. On a lovely, beautiful, blue-skied Saturday afternoon in February, the day before Super Bowl 55. Coming out on Tuesday, February 9, 2021. You know how I love recording on Saturdays, putting it out to the Patreon subscribers on Saturday nights. People seem to be enjoying it. I can't say that's always going to happen. As a matter of fact... I would have preferred to tape this one on Monday after the Super Bowl. Tell you uh, how depressed I was or happy I was or whatever. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the other way around. But I have a dentist appointment in the morning. And then I'm going to New Jersey to hopefully see this lady from the mall to put together some mall parking lot shows in the coming months. So it's a business work day on Monday for Dave Juskow. So taping on a lovely Saturday afternoon. You'll find out next week how... Well, I, you, you'll know how I did because I'm putting everything on the Chiefs. So if the Buccaneers win, I'm going to be depressed in so many ways. Now, I've made a rule never to bet against Tom Brady, but, um, you know, usually that's a pretty good deal. But I'm going against it. But, you know, what am I going to bet against Patrick Mahomes? I mean, you know, what 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 are you supposed to do here? It's very confusing, but it's uh, it should be. I mean, if everything goes according to the way everybody wants everything to go, should be a fantastic Super Bowl. I mean, if everything went according to plan in the sense of, you know, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes going out and having a high-scoring game, which is the, the only thing anything wa- anybody wants, should be interesting. I'll tell you what's interesting when I think about it is that, it, I, and I've mentioned this before, and it's really odd. The Patriots have won so many Super Bowls, and Tom Brady's won so many Super Bowls and lost, I think, three. Can't seem to beat the NFC East. But, um... Well, actually, he did beat the Eagles once. I I didn't realize that. But um, anyway, the point of the matter is it always comes down to the wire. It's weird. They they beat everybody during the regular season, and then, like I'm saying, when he was on the Patriots, it would always come down like a three-point game. Very strange. So I'd be curious to see how uh, this works out this time. I don't think anybody's going to uh, go crazy. But who knows? You never know. You never know. There's so many odd Super Bowls like that year in 2000 when the Ravens beat the shit out of the Giants or – you know which wasn't expected or or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers actually the last time they won the Super Bowl they they beat the shit out of the Oakland Raiders or the Los Angeles Raiders whatever they were called back then and and the super high flying Rich Cannon so it's uh it's tough to say it's usually the people with the better defense i think the bucks have the better defense so i don't know what's going to happen you just hope for a good super bowl right i've been going out every day like i said to new jersey to do the gambling to put the money on where I need it to be, and today it's just, like, it hasn't been working out the way I want it to. I mean, I've been doing this, I get, like I said, for 30 years, but I really enjoy just going out. I've been taking the car because, and I would like to uh, thank Frank from Twitter, who who's been listening to the show, was kind enough to tell me, you know, how my battery's been dying. He showed me a YouTube video about this guy in upstate New York who kind of solved the mystery, but it, it's, it's, a, it's unfortunately a lot to do, but it, it's something I could say to my mechanic, just be like, can you solve the problem? He's using some high-tech stuff to find out what's draining the battery. It's clearly there's one thing. And in the video that, that Frank showed me, it was a the back window wiper that for some reason was draining the battery. And it's funny because I checked my back window wiper to see if it was hot or anything uh, yesterday once I found this out. But it's not. So who knows what it is? But, you know, I got to find out. But then, you know, it's another drop off and stuff. And who has time for nonsense? But, uh, but thank you, Frank, for uh, uh, a Nightfly listener who uh, came to the rescue uh, to tell me, uh, you know, there's probably one thing draining the battery. Because if I put in two new batteries already and change the alternator, what else can it be? So the reason I was taking the car out, I mean, normally I just take the ferry, is because I know it can last a day. But apparently, two days without using it, it doesn't work. So I was just like, oh, "Look, I'm going to take the car out Friday." I took the car out Thursday, Friday, and today, Saturday, and then I'm going to take it out Monday. It should still work, but you know, it's such a—it's not a pain, really. You can go downstairs; the guys, you know, jump it in two seconds. But then I always got to give them a little extra because you know it's kind of that they don't, but they don't seem to mind. I think they do it all the time. But anyway, the point is. You know, I just take the car. I've been sitting in that quick check. It's so ridiculous. What the hell is the matter with me? I buy lottery tickets, the Star Ledger, and then I make my bets. I mean, it's pathetic, and it's also awesome. <laughs> I'm sitting in the parking lot and just making bets. It's so stupid. Who does that in a pandemic? What is happening? But everybody's making bets. Nobody cares. It's a goddamn Super Bowl. I have so many boxes. Meanwhile, on Thursday, well, so on Thursday... When I took the car, you know, I usually go visit my mother on Thursdays, but this time I had lunch with a, a college friend. Actually, it's, I mean, he is a college friend, but we didn't go to college at the same time. That's the beauty about college. You know, once you meet somebody who went to the same college, especially around the same time, you automatically become friends. And that is the good thing about college that... Um, I think when colleges just go out of... uh, I don't think colleges are going to last. I don't know. I mean, what's the? everybody's realizing what's the point. But remember, it was only for the social activity and and meeting people and stuff, really. You can clearly do the work remotely. So, you know, I don't know. I feel bad. My sister finally told me my niece is upset that she's not getting a full-fledged senior year, and it is bothering her. I, I thought it might, but it just seems like she's having such a good time anyway. It doesn't seem to matter, but... Yeah, it's sinking in and uh you know what's funny when I think about it is that the uh <laughs> think about this um and it, it's obvious it's just it just occurred to me the other day anybody that was a senior this year like my nephew who was a senior in high school had a shitty senior year right they didn't get to do you know the prom or graduation I and mean, it was all it's just stupid right and then they got a and then they have a bad freshman year college experience those people who are about 17 18 pretty much got screwed the most in lifetime experiences now you know whether you choose your prom or and your graduation to be a fun time i mean it's very traumatic for a lot of people i know it was for me it's something i'd rather not remember either of those things but for a lot of people but 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 it's a memory i have forever And that's taken away by this horrible virus. I mean, at least it's a, like I said, you know, it's a virus, not a terrorist attack or something that's taken away. So, you know, what are you going to do? But, um, and then, you know, the, and and freshman year, quite frankly, you know, of college usually kind of blows. I mean, it doesn't blow, but it's it's nerve wracking a little bit. But, I mean, I had an incredible freshman year in college. Um, You know, I just got lucky. And uh, so, you know, I mean, you do miss out on uh, that kind of stuff. I mean, I met a roommate who, uh, you know, is still my friend to this day. And he's a very funny guy and, you know, a lawyer in Philadelphia and a great guy. And it's not just that. I mean, you're going to meet people, I guess. Um, Or maybe you won't. I don't know. You just don't have the same experience. Um, I definitely grew up in college for sure. I've always said, oh, my God, if I had to go into the Army, Right after high school, I would be a mess. I'd either kill myself or move. I would not be able to handle it. But after college, after four years of college, it felt like more like a, it was a quote man because you know I'm not really a man, but more of an adult where maybe I could have handled mentally, you know, having to uh, join the army. Um, that's how important college is and the experience of college. Not so much uh, the education purpose. Of course, that's just a. Uh, a plus, I suppose I mean I didn't go to college to further my education. I went to college to have the experience that's me i wasn't a very bright guy, so I was just doing the best I could, and that was what it was expected of everybody that's why it's so funny that my nephew never had any indication of going to college, and it turns out he wins because uh it worked out perfect in this particular case but um so i I always feel I do feel bad for those. Uh, people that aren't having the experience. Of course, we know about, you know, the senior year college and the freshman year, but we forget that the senior year, high school, freshman college, you're getting lumped into having two lifetime experiences uh, just cast away uh, that can never happen again, and that's a bummer. At least my niece, you know, had her, you know, three years of experience You know, and it's just a a bummer of a a senior year, that's all, which, of course, should be your greatest experience. Uh, But it's not like she's not having a bad time, a good time. But uh, that all being said, uh, so I met this guy uh, from college who, you know, because I had this TV show in college, so he was part of that. And we've been, um, you know, so it's it's a bond between all of us guys that were on the show that I kind of uh, created in a way. It was there when I got there, but... I was the one that solidified it so it lasted, you know, another 10, 15 years and became a staple at the the college because it was just a, you know, a shoot. I just wanted it to be part of the TV programming there, whatever that means. Um, So this guy came in the year after I left. Uh, but now, you know, because, um, you know, we're friendly with him. He came to see me in the Borgata when I was opening for Sour. He's a great guy. His name's Barry Corbin, wonderful guy. And he was like, do you want to have lunch on, you know, any day in Edison, New Jersey, you know, where I grew up? And I I love he's like, we can go to the diner. And I'm like, yeah, anybody that offers me to say uh, I can meet you at a diner somewhere. I'm like, yeah, okay. So um, that was the plan. I told my mother I can't meet her. I said, maybe I can meet her after. And then I made the plan to meet this woman at the mall. Now, I knew she was going to cancel. She's just really bad at making a She has a lot going on in her life. She's the only one working at the mall. We've talked about that before. But then I think her father's sick, her mother's sick, her daughter's sick. You know, everybody's sick. It's one of those people that's just, you know, the sad sack story, which is probably completely true, but it just it gets funny after a while where there's always a situation, you know uh i'm just not that type of person i mean maybe somebody's sick once but it doesn't continue you know it's not always the excuse in fact my excuses are never that i'm sick ever that's just not a thing with me but i know but i always find it funny with other people like like like, like joe franklin you remember him every time we call uh, Morrie, i'm with my doctor uh call me tomorrow uh, but but that guy was already a hundred you know when we were calling that was in the 80s but um so this lady, I'm supposed to meet her, but I knew she was going to cancel. But uh, we were supposed to meet after, so I'd meet this guy, and then I had time in between, and then I would go see this lady. So I went to go see my mother in between. We just hung out a little bit. And then um, she was really annoying, as usual, but that's okay. I was prepared for that. I usually just sit and read the paper, but we you know, have a conversation and just spend some time with her, right? But of course, she doesn't find that to be enough time. I, I don't know what the proper amount of time is. I spend three, four hours there. I'm not actually sure what else I'm supposed to do. Um, and then we actually found out that uh, she was trying to, you know, she trying to get the vaccine, right? So my aunt Judy already got the vaccine because my mother's next door neighbor, as it turns out, I found this out after, offered everybody that she likes in the neighborhood uh, to say, "Do you want me to put you on the list?" You know, I I got like six different lists. Let me make the calls. I can get everybody. I know how to work this. Not. not cheat or anything you know first of all these are people all over 80 so they're allowed to get the vaccine but she's just helping and my mother's like nah i'm good because she's apparently she's i don't want to say dating she's seeing this new guy manny she obviously likes him but of course she won't admit it just like she did with al and i guess he's okay but i think he's got a girlfriend so um you know that's uh, exciting uh that there's drama uh but i guess she wanted to hang around with him so that's why she told Marilyn no. And Marilyn's the best. Marilyn's the best. I mean, if it wasn't for Marilyn, my mother would probably be dead years ago. Marilyn fixes stuff. She's a fixer. She's like, uh, uh, you know, uh, the guy from uh, the Pulp Fiction, you know, uh, Harvey Keitel. Uh, what, what's his name? Mr. Wolf. I understand you have a problem. Yes, we do, Mr. Wolf. Please come in. And you are Jimmy? Is that correct? And I'm just, under- am I to understand that there is a, uh, we are on the clock? And uh, your wife will not be none too happy if she finds a couple of gangsters here? Uh, yes, that's uh, correct. Um, anyway, she fixes stuff, and she's been nothing but helpful, but we are pretty sure that my mother doesn't care for her because she's not Jewish, which is just... You know, just pisses me off. Anyway, so Marilyn got Aunt Judy on the list, and Aunt Judy got the vaccine already. She's got an appointment for the second one, and... He, my mother today, like I said, recording on Saturday. She's like, "Yeah, I'm just going to drive around with uh, Manny. We're going to look for some vaccines." And I'm like, "Excuse me, yeah, we're going to drive around see if there's any vaccines." I'm like, "What? What, what does that even mean? Well, we're going to drive around, you know, see if there's... I'm like, "What do you what do you mean? Like, like if there's extra? I mean, that does happen, but I don't know what their plan is. It's weird. I mean, that's weird, right? We're going to drive around see if anybody's got the vaccine." Like. <laughs> well make sure you don't go to any place shady that has like fake vaccines you dumb idiot I mean it's just so weird she could have gotten this help and then she's like they're not calling me back and I, I've written a letter you know nobody call, nobody picks up the phone I'm like yeah it doesn't work that way you gotta go online this woman's asking she's telling you she'll help you do it and you don't want her help because she's not Jewish my God not cool so uncool damn it's uh frustrating to be that way um eh, i don't know how to explain it but uh it's also hilarious um so uh that's uh where was i headed with this so uh yeah so right so that annoyed the shit out of me while i was there and then of course that lady canceled which was actually perfect because then what i did was i went to the grocery store in jersey which i like um around Saraville, where um uh, you know, my guest uh, next week, uh, Dave Bryan. Uh, no, actually, he's not from there, but Bon, John bon Jovi's from there. We're both from Edison. Uh, speaking of which, tonight, Nick Griffin and Adrian Apollucci will be on the show for the Valentine's Day episode next week. Um, as I told you, Dave Bryan from Bon Jovi, his daughter. And the week after that will be Tom Papa, for sure. And I think I am just I just decided while I was walking here, uh, Wendy Lehman. That's a good mix. Um, So we got some great, great shows. Anyway, I decided to go to the grocery store because, you know, what am I doing for the Super Bowl? I'm staying in. I'm excited. There's nowhere to go. There's no bars open, for sure. I mean, the governor will not let. I just read it today. He will not let them open until 10 o'clock or past 10. So I don't think the Super Bowl goes past then, but I don't know. Uh, Can you imagine getting kicked out? Uh, it goes to overtime, and you have to get kicked. Uh, well, we got to close down. Can you imagine? I mean, there's not a cop in the world who would come in and be like, I'm sorry, you got to close. I mean, you got to assume everybody's just getting a pass. But um, they're not letting people indoors until Valentine's Day. But anyway, so could you watch at a friend's house? I guess. But how many people can you invite? Uh, this is so complicated. So I'm staying home alone totally into it. And I'm like, I'm just going to make food. So I'm going to make a seven layer dip, not the individual cups, just a seven layer dip. I got some shrimp cocktail and I'm going to make a lasagna and I'm going to eat that lasagna during the whole week. I'm going to put one slice in a meal prep container. Now it's not a very dietetic food, but if I limit it to one piece of lasagna, I can not only, it doesn't go to waste, but it's portion control. And it's not the greatest thing, but remember, we're trying different things. Now, last week, I did a great meal prep. I did the tuna tuna poke poke bowl over, instead of rice, salad. And that worked out great. I had four times this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. And then I made this pineapple chicken with some uh, glazed carrots and broccoli. So very successful meal prep week. Made it on Monday. Took me a while, but still worth it for the entire week. This system... Will work So this week I'm not sure What I'm going to have For lunch <coughs> Sorry about that um, But the dinner Is set After I have it On Sunday I love eating this uh, it's, a veg- it's a Technically vegetarian Lasagna My mother said To bring it to her I could I forgot about that Because I don't use sausage I use the Morningstar Farm sausage Which is You know A soy based uh, Product So that way You can mix the milk And there's no meat But the what would be meat Is uh, mixed in So it's beautiful and, and I should have – I was just at the grocery store. I should have gotten uh, some frozen spinach, put a little spinach on the side. Uh, that would have been uh, pretty good. But whatever the case may be, uh, that – so that's what I was going to – so I go to the grocery store in – I'm sorry, in Jersey. Um, because now when I do that and I bought a lot of frozen stuff too, I buy a bag of ice so I can get it back to the city where it's not where. And it worked perfect. But the reason I was doing it is because you know it's such a pain in the ass to get to my house – from New Jersey because I live all the way on the east side that I usually just prefer to park the car right in the garage because it's closer to the Lincoln Tunnel and then walk home. But because I had to go to Staten Island because, as it turns out, the Super Bowl boxes are happening. This guy in Staten Island, you know, I've been doing this for years. He used to have that Monday Night Football Bowl. I didn't think it was happening this year because I know his bar's not open. Um. You know, it's in New York City, so his bar is not open, even though Staten Island is a mess, and they're just defying the rules anyway. But uh, I just didn't think it was happening. And then he texted everybody about a month ago, said, are you guys all in for your boxes? And I just said yes, in a group text. And then I never heard from him again. Usually there's a bunch of people in the group text, like, what's going on with the boxes? What's going on? But there was nothing happening, and I didn't want to write him back because we're talking about it's like $800 um, between me and two other people. It was like $250, $260 apiece. Um, so I was like, good, not doing that, and I had a couple of other boxes that my friend Elon got me. Uh, our friend Elon Altman got me uh, from some other bars and places, and uh, at the World Wrestling Federation or World Wrestling Entertainment, as they call it, um, I'm in boxes with them for some reason. Um, so, uh, so I I didn't care, but then the guy was like, hey, everybody needs to settle up, and I'm like, and then I texted him personally. I'm like, wait, this is happening. I just assumed it wasn't happening because he goes, well, you said you wanted it. Let me know because I'll sell it off because it's easy to sell off boxes in Staten Island. I'm like, no, no, we're we're in. I just didn't know it was happening. And then I'm like, shit, I got to get to Staten Island before. I mean, he wouldn't care. We're pretty good customers. But I wanted to get there before Sunday. It's best. Um, so I knew I could probably go on Thursday. And if I'm going to Staten Island, then I go over the. Is this interesting? I think it is. <laughs> and I go, I'm fascinated by this kind of stuff. Then I have to go over the Verrazano, and I come up the FDR drive, and I'm right by my house. So that is a good day to drop off the groceries. So I'm like, all right, if I get the groceries, then stop off at this place in Staten Island, then go to my house, that'll work. The only flaw this time was, because of the snow, there's nowhere to park the car, to double park the car, so I can bring up the groceries. Remember, I've told you that is like... Heartbeating beating shit when you're just, you know, you have seconds to get your shit out of the car. But I mean, I'm, I live on a good, healthy, wide block normally, but because of the snow, I can't even park at the fire hydrant. It's all packed in because there was two feet of snow. So that was bothering me all day long. I was having panic attacks knowing that when I got home, this was going to be complicated. So it was really bothering me. I, was, I remember driving in the car, just going like this. Like panicking already knowing this is going to be difficult, but trying to take my time in the supermarket and just buying all this stuff. Um, so, yeah, I went to Staten Island and because that woman canceled, see if she had wanted to do it, I probably I wouldn't have gone to the supermarket. I just would have gone here. And, you know, I hate shopping here, too. They never have anything you want. Like, you know, in New Jersey, I was able to get the chips that I want, the tortilla chips, which, which are the strips. You know, they just don't have the different varieties like they have in New Jersey. You can get, like, pre-made seven-layer tip in Jersey. I want to make it myself, but they have just so much else to offer there. You know, especially their frozen sections and stuff. I mean, it's so much better. It's just so much more exciting to shop there. You know, Manhattan can only have limited stuff because we live on an island. Um plus there was all this snow so i wasn't sure if they had stocked up or not so i thought this way because they didn't because i was there on the wednesday after the snowstorm and everything they didn't even have milk so this was a better deal and i went to staten island and i uh stopped at this place and this place is in the middle of nowhere you know it's like he had the, he had the uh, i hadn't been there since the pandemic so he had like a structure set up for outdoors but it was like all snowed in and he clearly wasn't using it um and so I was like, are you in there? Because it looked dark. But, yeah, he was in there. He was in there with, I don't, I don't know whether it's his kid or somebody else. There's was just him in there, and they were just sitting in there. Nobody was in there, obviously. That's why I was surprised he was there. I think he was only there for people dropping off. Because he told me he'd be there from, like, 1 to 9. So unless they have takeout orders, which I don't think they do, I think he was just there for people dropping off stuff, which is a thing in Staten Island. Because I know with my friend Steve Cunningham, Irene's husband, when we've done a uh, basketball, uh, you know, the NCAA uh, Final Four thing together, when we, we he has a Sweet 16 pool, he runs out of Staten Island, we go to the restaurant and we sit there for three days so people can bring the money in. So it is a thing. <laughs> And that's why when I wanted to put this big pool together, he goes, now we need a bar to do it. We got to have we got it's got to go through a bar. Uh, So that's why. So people can, you know, go and and remember, there's no Venmoing or checks or PayPaling in Staten Island because I was going to say, hey, would you mind, you know, Venmo? And I'm like, why why am I even asking that? I would be the biggest dick in Staten Island. It is all cash now and forever. So you don't want to even ask the question. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's it's pretty fucking scary over there and Pretty serious So anyway, we're in those pools So I drop the money off Then I get home And, you know, I, I put my blinkers I park as close to the car as I can And I take I took all the groceries at once I couldn't even believe it I just took it all in one hand One chance And bought it upstairs Because I had to bring it upstairs I couldn't leave it in the lobby I didn't want to leave it in the lobby So I bought it upstairs Put it in my doorway Uh, You know, knowing there's frozen stuff in there, but I don't have time to separate it. I got to get back to the car. I mean, this blows. I got to get back to the car, and then I got to take my car to the garage and then come back. But thank God I bought the bag of ice, and I really feel like that was helpful and everything. I just put all the frozen stuff in that bag of ice, and I think it was extremely successful. Also, the refrigerated stuff was in there, too. And I think that was good enough. I mean, I figured if it lasted that long in the car, what's the big difference? And I didn't put my heat on in the car, too. My car was freezing. And then um, when I got home, I just had to leave it there and get back to the car because, you know, a, a, a truck, if it was coming at that time, wouldn't be able to get through. Um, so I ran back downstairs and moved the car and drove the car to the parking garage and then walked back home and then got home. And, but I didn't even have time to go to the bathroom. Usually I like to go to the bathroom before, but I, I, normally I can't, if I'm parked at the fire hydrant, I could do all that stuff because nobody cares. This fire hydrant doesn't seem to matter. But this time, you know, with the snow, oh, look, even talking about it, it's making me uptight. But it all worked out. Dropped the car off and came home. And that was my Thursday. I'll tell you, that was some fucked up shit. But remember when it was snowing last week? Um, it was so funny. People are like, uh, the mayor is asking everybody to stay in if you don't have to go out. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking? We are all staying in, you dumb fuck. What, does that really need to be say? All the news programs were like, stay, don't go out if you don't have to. Nobody's going out. We are, this is the best thing that could have happened. A big snowstorm during a pandemic doesn't affect anything. Who's going anywhere? We don't need the news media to keep telling us we got to stay in. We're already staying in, you dumb fucks. That was driving me insane. What are they complaining about? It's a snowstorm during a pandemic. Perfect timing. It stops nothing. So retarded. Let me tell you this. Here is some shocking news for you. My sister's birthday is March 15th. She was just thinking about how to celebrate her birthday this year. And what we realized is she'll be the first birthday to not celebrate twice. She was at the start. Remember, now everything closed down about March 12th, so she couldn't celebrate last year. And it doesn't look like she can have people over by March This year, too. That's fucked up. She'll be the first person to have two birthdays ruined by the pandemic. Just thought of that yesterday as I called Russ Maneev for his birthday. This is his first go around with the pandemic. But my sister will be the first person around the first person, first person that I know, to be screwed by the pandemic. All she wants to do is always have people over her house. Just not a thing. You know, she doesn't really care, but, you know, other people do. And she's like, well, if, you know, who's going to come? A lot of people are scared. I, I don't know. I mean, it is a super spreader. I keep saying, well, can't you do some of it outside? Or can not we go to a bar where they have outside? But then you're still around people. I don't know. And what Russ was saying was that, boy, it would be real messed up when there's a light at the end of the tunnel for this virus and you catch it now. <laughs> you know, you made it this far. And to catch it now, because we we're like, Russ, do you want to come out next week when the restaurant's open? We'll take you out for a break. We always go celebrate my David Tell and Russ's birthday. But he's like, I, I, I just can't go out. I cannot I I'd kill myself if I got the virus at this, you know, at this point where we're so close to it being over. And I'm like, I get that. But I'm still gonna go out. I will go out anywhere where it is legal. I, you know, I don't, oh, I got to go to a restaurant sometimes. It just, because you must, I stay in too much. You know, if I didn't go out to Jersey and do this, the reason I'm in it, I would just, I would not have left the house since Thursday. And it's only Saturday now, but I wouldn't have left until Monday. There's nowhere to go. So sometimes just walking to get the car and going out and just being around people like we talked about last week, is a good thing. Talk to a couple of people in your neighborhood. That is a good thing. And sometimes if gambling is what it takes, but this is the last day. You know, I'm not going to, I won't be doing it anymore. This is it for gambling. This is it, you know, besides the Oscars. <laughs> That's it. Not, nothing until September, which is a bummer because it's my favorite thing to look forward to um, after I leave my mother's. I'm going to sit in this parking lot and just gamble for like a half hour. I shouldn't enjoy it, but I do. What do you want me to do? Now what else we got going on today? Uh, you know it 's funny, yeah, I was thinking of Super Bowl, and the night 90- I was thinking, God, I used to you know I used to prepare so much, I used to cook, I used to prepare I used to I used to shower before the Super Bowl always I would always shower before the Super Bowl. I think a lot of people just go out because it 's Sunday, but I would always shower because i 'd go down to the bar Caliban, my friend Vincent. And we and we'd always have a plan. We ordered a bunch of ribs from a place in Florida that were FedExed, or a lobster, and we had a plan. And I remember being in the shower. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be great. I remember it was. I think it was Bill's Cowboys. I'm like, I'm gonna win a lot of money today. I get so excited and be showered. I'd be there at like two o'clock in the afternoon and totally ready to go. And this time, I'm just staying at home. That's why I was thinking. I was like, should I shower on Sunday? I guess I'll shower on Sunday. I'll pretend I'm going somewhere. I guess. I don't know. I'll just pretend. Although I probably won't because I'm showering on Monday. I mean that's a the thing these days, right? You're like, well, what am I who am I showering for? I suppose if somebody was coming over, obviously I would shower, but I mean what's 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 the point? For what? I always shower on Tuesdays before the uh comedy seller show. I love doing before a big Zoom show. I showered that Thursday when I had the Zoom show. Like though I because now I should because you know, showering is just so you know, I live alone. I don't have to, I don't see anybody. I'm like, well, I shower when I go out, you know, I shower before I see my mother, go out of the house or something. But normally, what, what am I showering for? You know I mean? So I made it so I shower and shave and do all my grooming like the Tuesday, every Tuesday before the show. I shower about 530, 6 o'clock, get ready for the 7 o'clock show, then I'm all set and feel good. So anytime I do a good Zoom show, especially that's live, I always am showered before. I thought you would appreciate that. Not disgusting. Uh, And uh, that's been a real uh, head game changer. You know, I think it's a good thing to do. It's almost like pretending because that's what I would do if I had a regular show. Obviously, I don't I don't I rarely go out without showering before I have a show. You're going to be around people. You want to look good. Oh, my David Hell? Actually, I think that guy's really clean. He just looks dirty all the time. That's the problem. And it is a problem. Oh, the, you know the reason I had played the uh, clip up front of Bob Hope, which is so funny. Of course, obviously the Gil Gerard Buck Rogers thing, and you know being in the greatest story of it I thought it was hilarious. But um, I just remembered I was playing Gilbert's podcast and do yourself a favor and listen. They just re- replayed it, repeated it from like two or three years ago, where Dave Thomas from SCTV was on Gilbert's show and he's doing Bob Hope like a lot. It's like two hours and he does, and it's really fascinating either way. But he does Bob Hope like a lot of it. And then he has Bob Hope stories and he also doesn't give a shit. And he's like calling everybody out, which is great, especially Bob Hope, who apparently was a major dick in the sense of like a womanizer and stuff like he, you know, pulled Harvey Weinstein shit. Uh, And the weird part is we think of Harvey Weinstein as the Bill Cosby being the end all. But Harvey Weinstein as a really sick fuck and. Pretty much the worst, you know, more so than a Matt Lauer or somebody who, you know, maybe in a you know he should have maybe just gotten a slap on the wrist. But Harvey Weinstein being the worst, um, in in a sense. I mean, Cosby technically the worst, but you know, whatever. So, uh, but but here is the worst thing I ever heard, and he said that Bob Hope, you know, when he would do all these uh, shows, what, what what are they called? The S uh, S, uh, you know, the U uh, S O shows. In Vietnam, if a girl didn't want to sleep with him, one of the girls he bought on the tour didn't want to sleep with him, he'd leave them in Vietnam. And he apparently did that once or twice. He's like, well, I don't know how you're going to get home unless you give me a blowjob. And he would leave them in Vietnam. That actually sounds worse than anything Harvey Weinstein or Bill Cosby did. Can you imagine just leaving somebody in Vietnam? Get your own ride home. During the war? <laughs> I mean... That, I mean, I guess if you're gorgeous, you're going to figure out a way out, but I'm, I, that's just, that is bad thinking. But um, still, yeah, that is like the worst. That's worse than any, that's actually worse than drugging somebody. And at least you're in a comfortable bed in a hotel room, you know, and, and you can always get home. <laughs> but what, wow, what a major asshole. Unbelievable. I bet you there's so many goddamn stories of that, and that's why finally uh, you know, somebody had to put a stop to it. We should be grateful that uh, Harvey Weinstein, again, brought people to his hotel room. Uh, that's what we should tell women that are like, it was awful, it was awful. I'm like, let me tell you something. We should find out these girls are probably still alive. Yeah, you left me in Vietnam, motherfucker. Probably terrified to come out. Bob Hope had too much power back then. That's an interesting story. I'd like to get more on that. It's Frank Santa Padre's birthday tomorrow. Maybe I'll ask him. Now there's a now there's a documentary. Um oh. So you know we've been talking about trading, people have been asking me, "Hey, how do I get in on it and stuff?" And uh you know, I I don't know how you get in on it, but we you know, we were talking, you know, uh, me and Sophia are all in. Uh she finally switched from Robinhood. I said, "Listen, you got to get an adult account. You know, you got to leave Robinhood because that ain't what a bunch of dicks. Um, we were talking about it last week, but uh, you know, it's about the Reddit thing. We we are, on, she's on this thing called Stock Twits, and that's what she's been reading, which is part of the Reddit, you know, group. Uh, so we look at this thing called Stock Twits, and you gotta read that thing. When I look up stuff that's happening, you gotta be smart and take that thing with a grain of salt. I don't think Sophia does. I think she takes like everybody on stock twitch is saying this. But when I read it, I'm like, okay, these people are idiots. I mean, they're crazy. These people are crazy. That's why it's called stock twitch. A perfect goddamn name. Uh so you you know, you gotta make your own decision. But that's how sometimes uh I when I am thinking of a stock or going, I'll think of it like, well, are these people insane or are they onto something? And uh, that's what, you know, I've been trying to concentrate on. It's difficult but if i am thinking about going into a stock i will look at stock twits and see how crazy everybody is and they are crazy so this is the uh, revolution of uh, you know people like us um not all my nightlife listeners but you know people like me for sure in this new way of trading and the only thing i could think about robin hood and how they stopped last week and what we were talking about, how they and, and it's really bad because again they did it with AMC and they stopped the trading. And I have AMC stock and it has just fallen and fallen. And I'm like, Shh, I gotta sell it, but I'm like, come on, is it gonna go up? I mean, I just can't sell it. I lost so much money on it, and it's it's driving me crazy, but it's ruining my whole portfolio. Look at me talking. But um but Reddit stopped that you couldn't buy shares anymore. They did it again. And I just keep thinking that they called. Clearly, somebody called Clarence Beeks and put a stop to it.
2: So the train will be pulling into Philadelphia soon. Will you be getting off at the City of Brotherly Loves, Mr. Beeks?
0: Yeah, I will, but you won't.
2: Winthorpe. See if this one's empty. Hey, back off. I'll rip out your eyes and piss on your brain. Excuse me. You got it let's go bunch of fucking weirdos we're gonna take a little walk and don't try anything funny or the whore loses a kidney let's go
1: i'll tell you that clarence beaks is one tough motherfucker and that's clearly who they called somebody at a big hedge fund called clarence Beeks, and said to robin hood "You listen, i'll rip out your eyes and piss in your brain if you don't stop them selling those shares isn't that what you're thinking how could we think otherwise? That's exactly what happened. Somehow Clarence Beaks got involved and Robin Hood said, okay, you're going to do this or the or the whore loses a kidney. Clarence Beaks? Where in the hell is Beaks? Oh yeah, whatever happened to that guy? Beaks, where in the hell is Beaks? Turn those machines back on! I just heard of another closing that's sad. Uh, Atel just called me, and I had just gone by it the other day, was wondering how it was staying open. There's a huge Halloween store here in Manhattan, a great store. It's on 4th Avenue, which is a hard one to find if you're not from here, and around 12th Street, and it takes up an entire block. You walk through. It goes from 4th Avenue all the way to Broadway, so there's two entrances. Uh It's huge, and it's leveled, too. And uh, it's a perfect place. It was a perfect place for me when I was doing uh, my shows. At the comedy cellar it was a great place to get costumes year round. Not Halloween, obviously they made all their money back and more, which is why they had this kick-ass location. And it was just a fun store. You know, they all they were the place that sold like you know hand buzzers and stuff like that. So it was a fun store. You could totally take you know your young niece and nephew to and have a good time. For a couple of hours, you know, if you're just waiting to go to a movie or you want to get out of the cold. It was a terrific store, really. You could just spend hours just looking at all the stuff. And, of course, they all had wigs and everything I ever needed for that show. And lots of other stuff that I would just buy as gifts for people and people that had kids and stuff like that. Especially those little uh, noise-making things, the sound effects machines. I'd always get kids that annoy the parents on purpose. Uh, and It's closing. As a matter of fact, they have a store right next door to it that my friend Paradox was working in, and she got me my sequenced jacket for my birthday when I first started doing the birthday shows at the Comedy Cellar, but I don't think she works there anymore, so I guess she's not out of a job, but uh, yeah, that store is closing, and that's a bummer. I mean, that was a, a true staple in Manhattan. When you, if you can keep a Halloween store open all year round, you kind of win the prize, right? It's like if, you know, if there was a way to keep a Christmas store open year round, who would not be the winner in that scenario? The whoever owns that, I would want to have on my podcast and be like, "Explain to me again in Jan Gen- in uh, you know, in August how you're make your money." I mean, obviously, like the Halloween store. They know they're going to make a fortune on, from September 1st to November 1st. They're going to make double, maybe triple what they make which would uh, you know, tied them over for the rest of the year, you figure only. what are they doing from January to September? You know? So, and that's like a, a Christmas store that clearly could make their money from September 1st to January 1st, really. What the hell are they doing from January 1st? So that's why there are no Christmas stores. As a matter of fact, I remember growing up, there was a place called Harrow's. That uh, I guess it was out a Long Island, it was a local store, and they used to be a Christmas shop. But in the summer they'd sell pools. <laughs> I'm sure I can find uh, an ad.
2: I'm the Harrows Christmas Giant. Have we got a tree sale for you? This Friday and Saturday, it's the Harrow's Thanksgiving Sale. Selected trees valued from $130 to $230 at just $47. And with your purchase of a tree five feet or larger, this two-foot tree, a $7.99 value is yours free. Save 70% on all greeting cards, and a 35-minute light set is just $0.99. Cents. Get half-off savings and everything else in the Harrow's Christmas store during the Thanksgiving Sale Friday and Saturday. It's Harrow's Fourth of July Savings Explosion. Buy now and save up to 50% on swimming pools of every shape and size. Save 33% on accessories, chemicals, inflatables, masks, and lounges. Save up to 60% on Harrow's outdoor furniture and accessories from one of the largest selections in the tri-state area. Save up to 50% on spa tubs. Plus, with select spa purchases, get a bonus 15-piece accessory package absolutely free. Harrow's 4th of July savings explosion going on now.
1: And, I mean, this, uh, this was what a brilliant plan. Now, that's how you run a Christmas store. You run a Christmas store at a Christmas. Then you run some sort of summer store, I guess, in the summer. But nobody's done it successfully here. But this Halloween store was extremely successful. Now, we all know about Ricky's, and they have pop-up Halloween stores. The Rickies Ricky's in Manhattan. I think they're only in Manhattan. I don't know. But they're like a – it's more like a drugstore, really, but they make pop-up Halloween shops. But this store remained all year long. And now it is a brand-new casualty of the pandemic. And I am telling you for all the people like my friend, Gabriel Noel who listens to the show and all the people that uh, would, who don't live in New York, the ones uh, that I know that live in Ohio or Chicago or wherever else they live, who sometimes think I want to go to New York and visit a couple of the places that Dave just got talks about. This would have been one of those places actually that I would have recommended visiting you know if you're just again looking for time to get it's in a great neighborhood this 4th uh, Avenue it's kind of by the in the East Village but it's a little further up so it's nice it's right by Union Square like so you know you're you're perfect you're visiting a little bit of Union Square then you go down a little bit and you walk in this you know it's a nice it's a nice walk down the neighborhood you're going to see uh you know then you're going to see uh, the the, the St. Mark's Place and stuff it, it would be a very nice place if you're not from New York you haven't visited uh, a perfect thing to spend a, you know an hour or two in um, and then you'd understand what I'm saying, and I, I really believe, you know, you'd, you'd write me back and just be like, hey, that Halloween store, you weren't kidding. That was fucking awesome. But now you'll never be able to see it because it's closing. I wonder if, uh, uh, you know, when, when things do open up again, and we know they will, I wonder, I, I guess there'll be all these other locations that uh, will start opening up again. I mean, there'll probably be a new Halloween store somewhere that'll open in the future. But this one, boy, what a, what a space. You know, it was a big, giant space that's very rare for Manhattan because there's a store up in the Upper West Side that sells Halloween costumes, but it's very small and dirty and gross, and everything's crammed in. This was spread out. It was beautiful. It was really like almost like a Walt Disney World store or a ride. I mean, they really had things set up to you know have a good time. Some scary stuff. They had a, a bunch of uh, S and M stuff in the back, and they they had it all. And uh People that worked there were insane. So, but uh, oh, great selection of wigs, which I you know don't need anymore. But like again, when I was doing those shows, like when I did Greece, I was buying some wigs. Um, I know I bought some for Mateo, and I bought some for uh, Bethel, who's playing Sandy. Now it's gone. Fucking stupid coronavirus. First you take Marianne from Gilligan's Island, and now the Halloween Star. You bastards. Now, uh, next, if I play my cards right, either next week or the week after, I know I said this already, but now I got it figured out. Okay. So if I end up doing the audio video show next week, my guest will be the owner, uh, I know I mentioned this last week, of the West Bank Cafe, which is a legendary restaurant here in the city, a, a Broadway show folk place. Um, I told you it used to be, uh, you know, at least Lewis Black was an investor. We'll talk to this guy. He had a GoFundMe page by a lot of Broadway stars, and we'll talk to him for a little bit. I also just put into motion, and I finally heard back from this guy, uh, this guy Patrick, who was the owner of, as you know, the best wing place in the city, Lansdowne Road, which just closed. He also owns two other ones, which he was in the paper talking about because he's trying to sell them only with Bitcoins. So him, and also he would like to have on, and I would like it too, the waitresses I used to tell you about, the twins uh, that I used to tell you about at Lansdowne that worked there, and they were in that uh, great commercial that one day, if you listened uh, you know a couple years ago to the podcast, they were in a Discover Card commercial. You've probably seen them. They were twins, and we were all there that day when it aired, and it was exciting, so we're going to have both of them. So Hopefully that will be one whole podcast where we're talking about restaurants dying. And dropping off the face of the planet thanks to this stupid coronavirus. Um, it might not be the most uplifting podcast, but it is newsworthy and interesting. And these are uh, one person that's bar restaurant has been saved and one that's trying to get rid of it because he doesn't know what to do. But he seems like a really good guy and a fun guy, whereas the other guy seems the absolute opposite. But, uh, and he's the one who's surviving. So it should be uh, two different perspectives uh, but, you know, when we're seeing all these things close, uh, it'll be good to have some of these owners on, see what they're going through, see if they're going to be able to make it, uh, see if the vaccine's going to be any help whatsoever in surviving in this awful, awful time if you are the owner of a restaurant or a comedian, <laughs> quite frankly. Going, getting back to um, ridiculousness. So uh, just... Uh, As an, you know, again, what I've been watching. Uh, I told you about WandaVision. It's kind of fun. But so I'm finishing up Sabrina, the chilling adventures of Sabrina, the final season. I'm just going to tell you something. There's a spoiler coming, but I can't imagine that anyone that listens to this show has a problem where somebody's going like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to hear. I'm just going to tell you. In the final season, in the next to last episode, so This is so awesome. For pretty much only Dave Jusko. But Sabrina ends up in an alternate universe where she's on the TV show of Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Caroline Ray and Beth Broderick appear in the episode as her aunts. And it is awesome. I couldn't have been more excited... <laughs> as, uh, you know, as waiting for Elizabeth Shue to come on uh, Cobra Kai. I could not be more like, no, you didn't. I know I mentioned it last week. I wasn't going to say it, but then there's a, I didn't know they were going to go further into it. I thought it was a uh, surprise, but no, there's more into it. And then it turns out that the Salem, but it's not, I didn't know. I don't know why they didn't use Nick Bakai's voice, but Salem is the terror the, this whole season deal with these eldritch terrors. And uh, Salem the cat is the terror, and it's called the endless. And you always end up in this sitcom, you know, every day, and you can't leave. And that's the uh, you know the thing they have to you know figure out. But it is awesome. And it turns out Caroline Ray is the villain, and that was awesome. I can't wait to see her and say, Wow, that was some kick-ass shit, man. I'm so glad they did it. Uh, that you know that's just make you're making it for Dave Chazgal. Why are you? Of course you are. That's fantastic. It's just, it's like uh, Bob, Bob Dave Thomas with Bob Hope telling me uh, he wants to have Gil Gerard play uh, in the greatest, uh, the greatest, what is it? The greatest show? Oh, crap. Greatest story ever told. And we're going to get this guy, Gil Gerard. He's uh, from Buck Rowdy. He's terrific. I, I got to tell you, he's fantastic. <laughs> it's so funny. And we got Phyllis Diller. She got her looks back, you know. So that. Is great. Now, I read an article last week. Yeah, last week. Where, get ready, Oklahoma is making a, they're trying to get, they're making a bill that would create a hunting season for Bigfoot. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Uh, and, and New Yorkers are actually coming out and saying, we think this is bullshit. Now, everything about this is stupid. The people that are having a hunting season on Bigfoot are obviously idiots, but I feel like they're doing it as a joke. But, of course, that could end badly. And the people in New York who are complaining... Because they're fans of Bigfoot are obviously also idiots. So the entire thing is pretty much stupid. Um, Oklahoma apparently has. Last year, Oklahoma had 104 Bigfoot sightings, lagging New York's 113. Oh. Both states fall in the middle of state rankings. The Pacific Northwest tops the list. I don't even know what to be, where to begin here. I mean, this, this look at this guy. Here's the, this guy. Uh, this, this guy has been fascinated with the unexplained since he was a boy growing up in Whitehall. Today at 57, our age, my age, the frozen foods manager investigates the frozen foods manager. There we go. Works in a supermarket. Uh, investigate sightings Learning as many details as you can Plotting locations Trying to pick up on patterns We're all in agreement That Bigfoot doesn't exist Right? I mean I know he's my age So Bigfoot was a huge Huge thing In the 70s When you're a little boy And that is that, Especially that movie The Search for Bigfoot Where they have that uh, Zagruder, Zagruder film footage Sorry when I get that wrong of you know the, the eight-second footage of Bigfoot, which we all know is ridiculous, let alone the four-to-six-part episodes of The Six Million Dollar Man, where not only does he fight Bigfoot, but then there's the return of Bigfoot, and then Bigfoot appears in The Bionic Woman,
2: Oh boy, Steve said you were big, but this is ridiculous.
0: A tank, Sasquatch. Uh,
2: now listen, I, I didn't...
1: I left that on for a little bit because I was wondering if you knew what was happening. And clearly, Bigfoot was attacking. And obviously, by the sound effect, you can, by the little slide whistle sound effect, you know that uh, Jamie Summers jumped over Bigfoot. That was clearly uh, that you don't need to see it to know that uh, the $6 million man or the $6 million woman is uh, jumping. <laughs> That's their. Their jump sound effect, just like the eye or the bionic ear is. Boy, damn, did I find her sexy. I still do. I think she's so hot. And like, you know, a, um, like an interesting hot, you know, not like your normal. Like, like, it wasn't like Farrah Fawcett hot. It was a different kind of hot. But she's an awful actress. But, you know, who cares? She was great. And um, it's just so, remember, in those the $6 Million Men, Bigfoot was being run by aliens, but Bigfoot was a huge ratings grabber because we were all obsessed with Bigfoot. But Bigfoot doesn't exist, and that's not like—I mean, I mean, that's just a stupid one. There's no Bigfoot. It's not like saying that ghosts don't exist or aliens don't exist. Those things, you know, maybe they do. Who knows? Maybe this with the sightings, we know, but whatever. But come on, we we're pretty sure Bigfoot is a myth. Oh. And they're making a lot. What? A hunting season? You know that ain't going to end well. A hunting season, what are they going to shoot at? Why would you shoot at Bigfoot? Don't you want to try and capture him and rehabilitate him? Like a, like a termite? Like a spider? In Andy Hall? What, what do you want me to do? Capture and rehabilitate him? Well, I got lucky this morning. Annie Hall was on when I woke up. That was fantastic. And now I want to hear that slide whistle thing again. <laughs> Um, yeah Bigfoot the four, the six part episode on the six main dollar man that 's how huge Bigfoot was in the '70s and now I mean wh- how are people this guy he 's a frozen foods manager of course no he 's a hedge fund manager he 's obsessed with Bigfoot yeah i don 't even know what to say. I really just don 't even know what to say with that let 's just um, move on well there 's really no reason to move on I've, I think i 'm done. Well, I mean listen, the shows are, aren 't as long as they used to be because no, nobody 's doing anything. I don't really have anything to report. You know? I mean normally on a normal week there's always there's stuff happening and everything, but I, I just I, I got nothing. So I mean I can only tell you about what I've been watching. And uh, you know, mostly I mean look at look at look at my normal week. Monday, not this Monday, but normal a Monday, I wake up at eleven, ten or eleven, I, I, I take a pill, my, my thyroid pill, and I watch TV for either a half hour or an hour depending on what I'm watching because you can't eat on the pill. You have to wait a half hour. Then I have the breakfast whatever it is with the nutritionism and an egg and coffee. And then I start to work. But what is that work? I look at my stocks. Um I put toge- on Mondays I put together the show for Tuesdays. And then I try and exercise or go out and I try to do everything before it gets dark. And just really, it's about sticking to the diet and trying to get stuff done at the computer. I text people, talk on the phone, try and feel how the future's going to go. But it never really ends that well. And then around uh, 7 o'clock, I uh, say, well, I guess that's that. And I watch TV and I play this uh, Harry Potter game on my phone that me and my sister and Matt are playing. And Dory. <laughs> it's, a, it's like uh, Candy Crush, but it's Harry Potter related, so it's stupid. And that's Monday. And then on Tuesday, the exact same scenario, except then I get ready for the show on Tuesday. So I'll take a shower at 6 o'clock. That's the difference. And then when I'm finished, I try and talk on the phone for an hour, and then then that's it. Basically, just I'm waiting to go to bed at around midnight because I could probably go to bed at 10, but then I wake up at like 3 in the morning. So I'm just waiting to do the next day. And then Wednesday, I never have anything. you know. They, so that's why, thank God, I usually go out, but I didn't go out this week because of the snow. Everything was closed. So that's why I usually try and go out Wednesday to do something to see some people, but I didn't go out this week. So I didn't go to that bar. I didn't see that girl. I didn't have a drink. I didn't take the scooter. Well, you couldn't. They they're closed. That and the city bike were closed because of the snow. So there was no way to go, and that's what I usually do on Wednesdays. And Thursdays, I usually, you know, then I have some plans. I actually go, you know, do something. You see, Rhoda usually Friday. Same thing as everything I just told you. And then, and then, and then it's the weekend, <laughs> which which is every day. I will tell you this though. This morning, Elon and I started our first Billy Joel A to the Z podcast. We're going to do. We're gonna we've been trying to do a Billy Joel podcast the longest time and finally decided the way we would do it, Billy Joel A to Z. We're just going to take every song he ever wrote and talk about it. And they're like little 15-minute podcast, maybe 20 minutes. And we just t- taped the pilot today, which is 52nd Street, the song, because, you know, it starts with numbers. And next week will be a matter of trust. It was Elon's idea to do a Billy Joel podcast. I was like, yeah, I'd be in on that. I just like doing podcasts. So... We started it out, and we're going to do it. and We'll probably put it on Acast, and it'll be out. And um, I don't know. It's at least something else to do. I know Sophia and I want to do, I think next week we're going to start a stock talk show. Because obviously I need activities. Now, none of these activities are going to supply money. So is that an issue? Yeah. But what else can I do? I don't know. Uh I don't know. I mean that's that's all I can do and hope for the best. And uh <laughs> you know but still I am not denying that I am very content living this lifestyle and just waking up and having nothing to do. I get excited to wake up in the morning now. This is so new for me. Well, I mean I used to get excited going to work. I enjoyed my job, but I just hated the thing of waking setting an alarm then showering and going to work and then by lunch i'm like you know i'm done with this now (laughs) but i would get excited every day i liked my job a lot and now i just get excited like i get excited at night i'm like god i wish it was morning already i want to get the day going because you just never know what the day is going to bring and that's all i've ever wanted to wake up like that and now i do uh so i'm getting nervous that it's ending and then people are getting vaccinated because things will go back to normal, and let alone just the traffic, so I can actually take the car out on a Friday and just drive around or whatever. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, you know, it sucks not having money, but um, the opposite, like if I did have money, I'd be, this would be a great time. That's the only thing missing. And maybe, you know, a few interactions with people would be. Probably fun to watch the Super Bowl with people. But quite frankly, the Super Bowl for me has never been fun to watch with people because I always have too much riding on it. So like I said, as you know, I usually come home crying after halftime. I like to leave at halftime. But when, the, when I put the Super Bowl parties together, I can't really leave, can I? Although I have left my own parties before because I must sometimes. So this should be perfect. I'll just be by myself. Hopefully things will go my way. I won't be that upset, and Monday will be great. Because you know what the best part is? If I see this woman on Monday, this is the way gambling, at least I think, with gambling, is like if I lose, I lose. Then on Monday, I'm like, well, at least now um, you know I'm trying to look for a job that's going to make me money, and then I'll, I'll feel better about myself. So that's the important thing. And it'll probably be good to like just do something different than just hanging around. Although I usually just get, I don't get upset like the next day. It's usually over after the day. And hopefully, again, it'll just be a fun Super Bowl. It'll be a good day. Of course, all of this will be moot when it comes out on Tuesday because we'll we'll already have the answer. So that's why normally I would have done the podcast on Monday. But what are you going to say? I got got stuff going on. Uh, What are you going to do? So anyway, next week's show hopefully will be what I told you. It'll be our uh, monthly video audio podcast. We'll see what will happen. If not, we'll just do this like we do every week. There's always lots of things to talk about, lots of things to say. And that's how we roll. I mean, normally at this point, I would just normally have guests on, you know, intertwine, you know, do two weeks this and have a guest. But um, because I save that now for the video... So once a month we have a guest. So we're alone. Everybody prefers the alone anyway. So, but I like to mix it up. You need to mix it up. Because then you're excited for me to be alone again, right? And I'm excited to do the podcast alone again. So it works for everybody. <laughs> it works for everybody. Anyway, that is our show for today. The uh, second show of February. And we will be back next week. Hopefully again with the video Audio uh, podcast compilation, and I hope everybody did well. If you do bet on the Super Bowl, if you have boxes. No matter how you gamble, everybody gambles on Super Bowl Sunday. Even if you hate gambling, usually you buy a box or something. Even though this year's weird, you, you know. Usually I go around the bars all around the city and buy boxes and get to do that this year. But hopefully, even uh, you know, if you don't do that, you come out a winner and at least have a good time on Sunday and forget about this stupid pandemic for a couple of minutes and really just hope Tom Brady doesn't win another one because, really, we don't need to see Tom Brady win another Super Bowl. We don't need to remember how perfect his life is when we're all suffering. So it is important for the nation and the world, for Patrick Mahomes to beat Tom Brady, even though life is technically perfect for him. Having Tom Brady win again will not help anybody's psyche except for people that like the Bucs, uh, for America. It's better if the Chiefs win for America this year. Thank you. That is my final statement on this wonderful episode of The Nightfly. I'll see everybody next week. Good night, everybody. You got but
0: you're